0: The wood is inside the walls. The trees are quiet now, but they howled just an hour ago. The wood is here. Here in Mustanenfell, And it rests only when the sun sets. Woods do not move in darkness. If I could, I would blot out the sun. We need the rest. We all need the rest. King Lehtonen is tired. The knights here are tired. Zisu, Rin, Partanen... They look dead. So few of us have any strength left. Dagmar and Anza Carponin ready themselves, as does my sister. She's here with us now when we need her the most. Inside that now silent forest, our salvation hides. Splinter, fellow Lodge. I hope you never read this, or have it read to you read, but if you do, I hope you find it in your heart to forgive Baron Nyland. She's come to our aid when she did not need to. Not just for family, but for the people. The four of us have business in Splinterfellow Lodge, but we're sending the other survivors west. I hope Imperial alliances stand more firm than Imperial walls. If this letter gets to you, seek out survivors there. If these words reach you, then we failed. Mustanenfell needs a miracle, but all it gets is us. Good luck, Reed. I hope Miss Wellsmythe makes a fine woodsman, and that Isolde does not get the both of you killed. You deserve better luck than you've been dealt. I deserve better too, I, I think, but it's time to go. And maybe it is me who needs that miracle. Good day, my trans-dimensional friends. Welcome to the first episode edited entirely in Sweden. Hooray! The Crooked Thimble has officially transferred to its new home, and we're finally editing the final few episodes. We don't know when we'll get around to recording new sessions, this game session was held almost two years ago, but it will happen. This is just too damn satisfying. Let's get back to our adventurers. Isold, Kaya, and Reed have developed their weapons against the masked warriors of Semel Atsum, and they've even struck a tentative piece with some trees of the greenwood. How long that piece will last is anyone's guess. Now, it's time for them to get down to the business of rescuing, princeling, and flux. Welcome back to the Crooked Thimble Plays, Iron Immortals. Today, I am your host, Trick Dempsey, as I am every day, I Mostly. Think. Mostly. <laughs> and uh, today I am joined by Brianna Dempsey, playing Impediment Reed. Brianna, say hi. Hiya. Uh, and speaking of hiya, we also have playing Kaya. Oh, well God.
1: Oh,
2: Lord. Hannah
0: Garbaz. Wow. Yes. Hannah, say hi. Hi. And finally, playing the good professor, Iselt Heisenberg, we have ba ba Bapoteet, say hi. Hi! Today's agenda is to portray a fantastic world, fill the characters' lives with adventures, and play to find out what happens. Speaking of what happens, you fine ladies, all joined together inside of the subterranean, is not correct, the subroot caverns of the Verdwood, and in this place with an iron immortal at the edge of this iron well, you managed to perform a ritual to disenchant two of the magic masks of the city of Semel Atsum. This ritual is now a spell, which Isolde may prepare at any time that you can normally prepare spells. It is a fifth level spell. As such, it takes up a lot
3: of spell slots. Oh, man. That's how life goes. That'll put a damper in my... My, uh, giant spider summoning. It's
1: mm. true. Aww. I know. That's too bad.
3: I know.
0: It has two major restrictions. First, you must gather them together. All things affected must be within 15 feet of another affected thing. The second restriction is, you must sacrifice a thing networked to the will of a living human and to the will of the forest. Your first time that you triggered this ritual, you did that by sacrificing the thorn swipe vine whip thing.
3: Oh, that's gone? All right. Bye-bye, vine whip.
0: It's gone. It is it is a dead thing now.
3: i erasing it from my inventory. No more vine whip. It specifically withered up and died.
0: You are aware, and I'm going to tell you now, that there may be other things in your inventory which would usually have been affected by this, but because of... The specific circumstances of the experiment, they were not. So you may need to use your enchanter ability to find out if there's anything else special you're carrying that will also be disenchanted, or which can be used to make a chain to link together more targets. Mm. Otherwise, it will function the same way as the cast cast a spell rule. Uh, You will have to have the sacrificed item in your hand or in the hands of whoever's helping you participate this. And the first target affected will be within 15 feet of that object. And it should affect all masks at the very least within 15 feet of that. Awesome. I'm calling it Mask Killer. Mask Killer. I feel like I should just send that to uh metalband.exe on Twitter and see how they uh how they like it. <laughs> well, they're a bot, so
3: the bot has feelings.
0: So you were traveling with not only your usual traveling companions, who have not descended into the cave with you, but are rather camping out outside, essentially, but you are also traveling with, it's not princeling, it's insolence. Insolence is the one that you're that you're with.
1: Mm. Yes.
0: There's, there's a thinner javelinier, which might just be called a javeliner. Possible. You've succeeded. You seem to have sort of reached a quiet peace with a sapling who is down here with you. Which is surprising. And which took its revenge upon the masks as soon as they were disenchanted.
2: Yeah, that was unexpected.
0: I believe it is still daylight outside. It should be, uh, I think, the afternoon now. It's been a while. You know of another location where the trees have been gathering on the far side of the ridge, uh, of the Ridgeback Hills, which uh, has had the, the yellow wood has been gathering someplace there. You also know where the camp is where you met the Steel Kings and Carver King, and you know uh, the location of Semel Atsum. What do you do?
2: I mean, I think Reed's still a little shaken and surprised by how violently the tree reacted to the mask and not us.
3: Yeah, weird, huh? Should we coordinate with the Steel King mercenaries and try to... Come up with some way to get into the city, rescue their friend, and I don't know, find out what we want to find out.
1: Does anybody have does anybody have any good ideas for how to gather how to cause all the masky people and simulatsum to get into one
0: place? Insolence, who's down there with you, kinda shrugs. Oh man, what does insolence sound like? I propose that he sounds insolent. You guys. Look. Oh no! I'm just going to make it another low class <laughs> New Yorker. Fuck! Uh, uh, no, yeah. I'm not doing it. Th- I'll, I'll, I'll find your, the voice.
1: That's all of your your male um,
0: criminals. Criminals. <laughs> Insolence isn't a criminal. Insolence is a merc. Uh, mercs aren't all criminals. <laughs> no,
1: but but they but all of your people who sound like that are maybe uh... maybe he's British. Oh God.
0: fuck Fuck. well i mean we already have like a british punk rocker okay whatever well they seem to be pretty fond of rituals so (laughs) you might just need to just kind of oh no i know what this voice is y'all might just want to wait for an opportunity rather than create an opportunity
3: did you just kill
1: hannah oh my gosh uh, you're gonna make him into a southern bell? Uh,
0: southern, southern where? Southern Cragsmith just always sounds like this.
1: <laughs> lots of places have a south. <laughs> well, lots
0: of places have a south.
1: Oh, Christ.
0: I don't even know if I can say the name Insolence with this voice. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. In- insolence
1: is my name. <laughs> it, you're just gonna break me.
0: <laughs> southern now, exclamation point, it says. Oh, Lord. What's funny is insolence did speak last podcast and did not sound like that. This is what retcons were made for. Well, too late now. Southern now, gentlemen, question mark? Which is funny because princeling is supposed to be southern, so this well, would be maybe great.
1: they've been hanging out and
0: picked up things. It's kind of rubbed off. Um. So if, if these people, they have their gatherings on their own, it might just be a matter of waiting for the right time rather than, you know, trying to cause a hubbub.
1: That's fair. A hullabaloo, you might say?
0: A helter-skelter. <laughs> A shenanigan. <laughs> but that won't necessarily help our people. They they, They put masked people to all sorts of work, and I don't know how long it takes them before they go from our friends to those dried husks that they have following them around. So it sounds like we should probably
2: find your friends first and reassess, maybe just get them out. And get the mask off the less destructive way we we have a way to just get the mask off, don't we?
3: We've done it. You have the
0: solvent, you know how to make the solvent. you can make it like a potion,
2: yeah, the mask will still be
1: alive essentially,
0: correct. it just disconnects them
1: oh that that sounds actually quite useful we We needed an object that was connected to the other masks and the forest and, and another mask would would be that probably um.
3: Right. Yeah. so we could we could rescue uh, those two fine mercenaries, take their masks, go princelings and princeling and flux. Yes, right. Yes. Then we could wait for some large gathering of some, atom some peoples, and then blow them all to smithereen. I mean, no, um, blow up their masks, uh, make their masks go kaput. So. And then, I don't know what the I don't know what the step 3 is, but step 4 definitely is profit.
2: <laughs> I don't know that there'll be much time for that if the trees out there react the way this one here did.
1: Oh, that one here reacted to the mask being dead. If we use the solvent, the mask is not dead. It's just removed. Well, the tree was pretty happy about that. Yeah, but we got out
2: of its way pretty quick. Can you imagine if you didn't know to get out of the way of it? Or didn't have time?
1: Well, we will know.
2: A lot of people won't.
1: Yeah, but, you know, it's the price they pay for being from Simwatsum.
0: Wow. And we don't we don't know that a gold tree and a green tree will act the same way when you destroy one of these masks, right?
1: No, we don't. That's true as well.
3: I'm happy to, to do that experiment. Christ. With an entire city, I mean what wait what huh? no, no, that's unethical that sounds that sounds mighty grim, <laughs> mm
0: mm-hmm. why don't we why don't we meet back up with the with Carver King and see if we can strike some sort of plan to get Princeling and flux back?
1: Yes, I think that should be our primary goal. That sounds good. We can approach the rest of it as we go, but getting the two members of their company back seems like the right thing to do,
3: yeah. And they might have some insight as to how this city operates, because there's a lot of unanswered questions here. Like, when do they gather in one large place so we can blow them all- I mean, blow up all their masks?
1: (laughs) Indeed. Or how
2: close your uh, rival is to figuring out how they- the connection between the Iron Immortals and our former shadow friend?
1: And what's with the weird bed? Yeah, what's with the weird bed? Yeah. Inquiring minds want to know.
0: That weird bed in that... Yep. ...golden throne.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, to Carver we go. She never, she never
2: bragged about what those were for?
0: She seemed to be mighty proud of the throne, like a person is proud when they have a throne. But, uh, she never really talked about what was special about the bed, not with someone lowly like me.
1: <laughs> That's too bad. That's... <laughs> It's really too
0: bad. So it's <laughs> Yeah. I thought so too. <laughs> uh before y'all go, uh I would note that because you are in a place of power right now, you have a plus one forward to using the uh the create concoction move. Alright, yeah.
1: We should we should create the solvent right now. And you should maybe double check the stuff that uh
2: useless is made. I mean Eustace.
3: Mm. That's right. Yep. You don't
0: know what he made them with. Uh, what do you want to start with? What are you going? What do you do? I am
3: investigating Eustace's concoction. Yeah. By going up to him, telling him, Yeah, I check your work, <laughs> Eustace? Uh, oh, yes.
0: I mean, I am especially good with potions. I am an expert potion maker. I have a badge in potion making. I would like you to know that I could even teach Professor Tristran a thing or two about potion making.
2: Eyebrows raised.
0: Really? Well, a- absolutely. I'm going to write my thesis on it.
3: I am impressed by your credentials. I'm still going to check.
0: Oh, yes, of course. He takes his bandolier of different colored healing potions.
3: <laughs> oh no.
0: <laughs> and hands you the the bandolier of them. Give me a roll plus int.
3: Oh dear. That's a 7.
0: That's a 7 yeah okay, so three of those are are definitely healing potions. So so add to your inventory essentially. you might even say like Eustace three healing potions and you can just tell him to fucking use a healing potion and on a person and he'll do it as though you were doing the healing potion move. So you've got three of those. I will say that you gain an experience point uh, or actually anyone in the party, there are three other potions. That you can Defy Danger Khan to drink. And they might be healing potions. Mm. But you're like, these seem like the right ingredients were there, but mm. they seem like maybe they're out of balance, or maybe they were impure, but they're definitely not standard healing potions, and really there's only one way to properly find out.
3: Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting later. Right. These potions are not quite right. But Eustace... Uh, yes. Why don't you try one of them?
0: It's old. <laughs> uh, one of these three?
3: <laughs> is he indicating the, the, the ones that are good or the ones that are questionable?
0: Uh, he, is, he, is, he is looking uh, with a not great poker face at the questionable ones, trying to
3: act as though what could possibly be wrong with them. Oh, he seems so confident in his technique. I think he should demonstrate his competence a little bit further.
2: Isol, do you really need to bully the guy? He's got life hard enough as it is.
0: Are you actually ordering- You sound like you're ordering- uh, Give me a roll plus loyalty. His loyalty rating is one. All right, all right, all right. I have to look up a move. He
2: actually has any?
0: Yeah, he does actually have a point of loyalty, oddly enough. Hmm. You did save his ass in the forest. Hmm. I did roll a ten for his loyalty. Oh, wow. That's great. He, uh... God, this poor guy. Uh-huh. Um, give me a... Roll me a d3. Oh. Okay. Roll one die three. Two. Okay, Izzled. I'm gonna ask you some questions about what it was like to learn how to make a healing potion. But I'm gonna tell you this. It was not a healing potion. It was not deadly. But it was... It manifests some feature from the woods, in some magical way, on poor Eustace. What happens to Eustace when he drinks this potion? I propose that his hair turns a shade of green. So, uh, Eustace for a moment looks like he sips it, and then he goes cross-eyed? And then his his eyes return straight forward, and he sort of, like, like... Somebody who's had whiskey for the first time in years after drinking maybe only wine, and so they just sort of like they twitch, there's that burning sensation that they're not used to, and they and he sort of shakes a bit, and then he looks back at you with these bright green eyes, and you instantly notice that his hair, which was previously a dark brown, is now a vibrant green, like. You are in a dim space lit by your artificial magic light and the blue, faint glows of glowworms. And you can tell that it's green hair, even in this oddly colored light. On top of that, the beard going down his face, because remember that he's he's got that long neck beard? Oh god, that's right. It's striped between dark brown and this bright, vibrant cartoon green. How are you feeling, Eustace? I feel pretty good. I think, I think that worked. I, I'm, I think that worked. I tried something pretty strange, and I knew I was right. Wasn't I right, Professor? It's got a bit of a kick to it. Have to work on that.
3: Well, it's good to hear you're all right, at least. Yeah. Yep. Aren't I? As for these other two, who wants to try a mystery potion? Oh god, you're just gonna do them all down here?
2: Uh, I mean, I was gonna save mine for later. <laughs> well, all right. But I figure after Ineffectively trying to discourage Isold from bullying Eustace uh Reed uh decided to take another go at investigating the cave a little bit because I'm just fascinated by these giant statues and the fact that we found one that was broken
0: uh I will uh let you do that i will you can yeah. totally do that you do do that uh, I do want to not forget to do something oh uh Isold.
3: Yeah. You now
0: have, after some more discussion with Eustace about how great this potion is, uh, you now have a recipe for a very powerful green dye. <laughs> oh good. And that has significant monetary worth back home. Yeah, it would. So, you know, you know that. You've got like like let's say like four hundred coin in like green dye recipe. That's cool. So you investigate this statue. So the, the the lone iron immortal that is down here is featureless
2: yeah that's that was one of the things she was going to be like trying to look at it from a few different angles see if there were ever features on it and they like fell off like are there any seams on it like um, why was the one that we found broken broken in the places it was
0: so what's tough here is that you are you're closely studying a situation or person for discern realities, kind of, Uh but it's not a... I mean, you're essentially doing research, because most of these questions don't really apply. Yeah. Like, what is about to happen? The statue is going to stay there forever.
2: Yeah. No.
0: And so I think that you are technically spouting lore, because you're comparing the statue that you found before with the one that you're seeing now with what you've seen in the past.
2: I think mechanics-wise, that sounds most likely...
0: Please give me a roll plus int.
2: The big thing I think she was quietly superstitiously checking was, I don't get weird hauntings when I touch this one, do I?
0: You do not. Eh. This one doesn't have a
2: face. I'm rolling an int roll? That's correct. Ugh, God. This is a bad idea. How bad? Uh, Actually a success. It's a nine. Hey! It's
0: It's a nine! That's insane. Um... So, you put your hand on it, and it's cool. You you remember, you know, messing around in the woods and maybe having snuck into an iron well or tool too. That they tend to be cool. They tend to have mm-hmm. got gathered sort of this iron water dew upon them. And this one, you get the feeling, and it's 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 weird to describe it as a as like having a feeling in this way. That this one is healthy because there are worms here. And those glowworms Mm -hmm. are, they're big, they're hunting, they're the right color. They're not trying to eat you. Mm -hmm. That bodes well. It's interesting to you how clean this all is. Like, the water, nothing lives in the water. Yeah. Uh, You're not familiar with the properties of it.
2: No. Uh,
0: You can see deep down as far down as you can see because the water is perfectly clear it's darkness that enshrouds it when when you look deep into this hole you can see faint flashes of orange light like like fireflies down inside it's of the it's actually
2: kind of pretty
0: yeah it 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 totally is and you know watching per- in particular this sort of root network that is rolling down the sides of this well that this place is clean and unharmed
2: hm. I wonder if the sapling down here cleans up if animals fall in. I wonder if that's why he's down here or she. It's, I mean,
0: I mean this I one. If the
2: carvings have significance.
0: This one does depict a woman. Yeah. Shrug.
2: Yeah. Ah, no hidden treasures.
0: Uh, you did not find any treasure- any hidden treasures or ghosts.
2: Cool. That's good. Sad about no hidden treasures, but good about the
0: ghosts. Uh Kaya. Yes. It seems that your friends are kind of wrapping up down here and you need to get back to uh to Carver King. Is there any business you would like to do down inside of this iron well?
1: Um I'm going to spend some time observing the sapling. Mm-hmm. Is it doing anything besides just kind of sitting there in vigil, making any sounds, any movement
0: whatsoever? So it's not, you know, trees are pretty still. Yeah, They're moved well. by wind and stuff. It's it sort of seethes with that's angry. It it's still it's as though it breathes. So it's it's not rooted. You've seen rooted living walking trees before that just sort of moved their roots and then would stop. This since it's completely ambulatory, um, save for the one root that it has running down a trail into the well itself. It sort of shifts in place. It's like an animal. It's like watching a cat. You know, they're still most of the time, but they just sort of are clearly alive when they're alive.
1: Um, Does it do anything if I approach it slowly?
0: There is a distance at which you will approach it that it definitely begins to turn to orient towards you and is clearly paying attention.
1: Okay. Well, I'm just going to um, address it and say we're going to leave now. It was nice meeting
0: you. Uh oh God, you've got you have you can speak to animals but you can't speak to magic constructs, right? Not yet. That's right. There is literally no response. Yeah. It was like speaking to a brick.
1: Or a tree. Or a tree. Or a tree. Yeah. Yeah. They're, 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 or
0: a really, really dumb dog.
1: There's totally a spell <laughs> that lets me do that when I get high enough in
0: my cultist, but oh. Cool. There's a spell for that. There's also the, the the final level of nature speak, I believe, will actually get you this one.
1: No, the, the one for rangers is just non-magical, non-planar creature.
0: Non-magical, non-planar creature. I'm going to say it's not an animal, but given that it is, wild speech would actually work on it. You would be able to communicate with it.
1: Uh, that is, it is useful to know for when I level up next, because speaking to the trees would be awesome.
0: Yeah. It won't be every tree, but it will probably, but it will work on saplings
3: and other creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Really, there's only a few trees worth talking to, if you ask me. Oh.
1: No one asked you, Isold. Ah. I know. It's like your nightmare.
0: Ah.
3: <laughs> Isold, I understand that you
0: wanted to make yourself some solvent? Yes. Give me a roll plus int to make some
3: solvent. Am I a plus one to do this because I'm in a place of power? That is correct. I will take plus cool. one. I'll give you a whopping. Ha ha! 10. 10 is
0: great. On a 10 plus, you make an additional use without cost. I'm going to say that the standard bundle of these that you could make would usually be two, so you can make three of these. Um, There are no other effects. You don't have to choose any of the the terrible consequences. You have three doses of uh, mask solvent. Yay. Mask solvent times three in my inventory. But now this, this, this place of power is pilfered in such fashion that you would not be able to make more. That's
3: okay. In time the tadpoles will 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 grow into more into more toads that we can run around and catch and get get poison sprayed on our faces. It's true. It's true. That that's the thing that happened. That's the real meaning of alchemy. It's the journey.
1: Now we know.
0: So y'all uh y'all climb out of the of the pit of the cavern. By late evening, it's fallen dark when you finally manage to get back to Carver King. They've moved to the camp, but it was easy to find because they keep lighting they're they're lighting campfires every night. They're actually much closer to the pass than they were. They were, you know, moving southbound on the ridge to, to kind of move further from the pass when you caught up with them. They've returned to their first campsite, essentially. Carver, who is startlingly similar to Barker in Voice.
2: Uh-oh. I thought he was also just generic trick voice.
0: He was more rough and tumble. He tried to, you know, I do my best.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of NBCs.
0: There are a lot of NPCs. I've got a big
3: list of them. It's terrifying. We could always make fewer. I mean, what? Huh? Nothing. Are
1: you sure you're the right alignment?
3: Hmm? I'm just trying to discover (laughs) things about magical mysteries.
1: Uh Uh-huh. There's so many magical mysteries in the human body. Uh.
3: Vigorous experimentation. Oh, dear. Vigorous experimentation is needed.
1: So many. Oh, oh dear.
0: When you uh, approach the camp, insolence whistles, and you see a guard sort of Pop up out of the foliage and whistle back some sort of signal that they're that you're not threatening, and you you enter back into the camp, and it seems pretty tense. It seems more tense than than when you last left. And uh, Carver greets you with, "Glad to see you came out all right. Are you uh, are you injured? Hurt? Go all right?
1: Yeah, well, this can be expected when fooling around with strange magics.
0: Did you get what you came for?
1: Actually, a lot better. A lot better. That says you. Better's good. Well, I mean some, some messing around with
2: strange alchemy, that sounds like a recipe for explosions, and there weren't any, so that's way better than
1: expected. Okay. You're the one that didn't get hurt,
3: so you I mean know. there was there was what? poison to the face that I got.
1: But yeah. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. Yeah.
3: Nothing stung that for a little while. A little bit of lotion wouldn't fix.
1: I'm glad for your face, Isolde.
3: I'm glad for my face too. Ho <laughs> oh, ho oh, oh, ho
0: oh, oh, ho oh, oh. ho if 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 you ladies are done discussing makeup products, I would like to know how the salient details went.
1: They went as as well as as we could help, really. I mean, we have we have a a means to safely remove the masks from your friends and we possibly we have a means to perhaps destroy a whole lot of masks if we can get them all close together. I think that's pretty good.
0: All right. Good. Good. Good good to hear. Um, we may need to hurry.
1: What's going on? Is there anything you've learned?
0: That hubbub, as Insolence calls it, that uh, Hulk saw near uh, near one of the iron wells, we think, in the uh, east side of the forest. Well, Hulk got a little closer, and it's some sort of fight. Oh, between the whom? Forest creatures. I think it's green forest versus gold, but they're sap spiders and these uh, these masked walkers and... All sorts of creatures and animals, just in a a ruckus around that well. And uh, we've noticed that the, uh, this is strange given what they do, but uh, the masked soldiers, including our uh, princeling and flux, they seem to be training, practicing, maneuvers or something. They're getting ready for a fight. We don't know what they're planning on fighting, but if we're gonna fight, we'd rather do it on our own will, instead of somebody else's. Mm Mm-hmm. You got a way to break those masks off them?
1: Yep. Just gotta get close enough.
0: And close is close enough. High-fiving distance or, like, shooting distance? Uh,
2: pinning them down and pouring the ointment on their face.
0: Close.
3: That's pretty close. Yeah. Rather intimate. Rather.
1: It would be better to get them that close without being observed, if possible, by the others. (sighs) You know. Can I do anything without being observed? Well, well. Oh, you're very tall. You can be a distraction impediment. Oh. Well, well, right. You are very distracting. I'm also pretty good at wrestling people. Yeah. Just putting that out there.
0: Well, we could, uh, we've got a few options. We could try to engage the soldiers when they, they finally march. We could, uh, send you in, all of you as, uh, envoys or on your own. Use the same greeting you used on us see how that goes over with them. not many of them speak our language, uh but some do
1: well if, what kind of um training are they doing? just like formations or are they are they going off and sparring or
0: uh they're they're sparring formations they also seem to be practicing some form of tree to tree movement and striking something that uh the that uh happened to some of the boys in the skirmish or two. people just hop out of trees. Knife hands and all that.
2: Mm, yep.
0: Yeah, they're practicing doing that, but good and fast.
2: Oh, shit.
0: Going from one tree to another without touching the ground. Mm. It's strange, though. It seems to only be a few of them that can even do that. They they look different. They've got their, their, their faces are painted.
2: Mm.
3: Good to
0: know. I almost think that it's less training than testing the limits of the bodies they have. Yeah. <sighs> I want to prevent you guys from, from spinning your wheels a great deal, plotting mm-hmm. a thing. In, in great detail before it happens. Yes.
1: This
2: is this is a good point. Are are we gonna do that are we gonna do that move?
0: I I think you are going to do that move, but I do think that you need to do a little bit more ahead of time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you're you're working with, with uh very little information. Ah. You haven't mm-hmm. even you haven't been to the city. And this yeah. is at the like the parade grounds within the city that you're talking about.
1: Yeah. We need to reconnoitre a um, little
0: or intercepting people en route to the forest, which or you know, deep into the forest,
1: which was kind of what I was thinking we would try
0: to do. That could work. I think you're going to want to to scout out a place. Then, yeah, let's okay. case the
3: joint. I'm always the joint being a city. I'm
1: always a little more comfortable in this in the forest. Always? No, <laughs> but but I think compared to the city of Semolatsum, yes, hard to say.
0: I'm going to play this a little by ear in order to uh, simulate uh, a certain amount of scouting but do you guys broadly think that ambushing the group that has Flux and Princeling within it and trying to grab and disenchant Flux and Princeling is a good plan to do when they're away from the city, but before they've gotten to what's clearly a growing battle? Yeah. Yes. I like that idea.
1: I like that idea.
0: In that case, I'm going to outline this. You are going to undertake a perilous journey in order to get there. Getting there... Too slowly, so somebody failing the trailblazer roll, will result in them reaching the battle before you can get to them. Getting there quickly enough will give you more time to set up an ambush, so if somebody super succeeds at trailblazing. There are lots of things in the woods, so scouting is also important. Once you are in the right location, you will need to take a series of moves in order to essentially, I'm going to give you a certain number of actions to let you essentially set the scene, set up traps or choose the right terrain or whatever, and I'm going to ask you guys what that actually means. What do you actually want out of the space? Okay. If that sounds good, then you need to decide on who is taking what roles and undertake a perilous journey.
1: I think I should trailblaze.
0: So that someone will succeed with a 10.
1: Yes, I think that succeeding at the trailblazing is a good idea.
0: The other two roles are Quartermaster, and I believe that the last one is Scout. These are done with wisdom. Who wants to quartermaster and who wants to scout? I'll quartermaster. Alright. I have another important question. Hmm. Who do you take with you?
2: Yeah, that's a good question.
0: You still have the traveling companions of excuse me. Anton the Protector, Riku the Burglar, Tristran the Adept. Philosophy and Restitution sophomore Eustace, Fred the Croxabore, and Miriam Hammersmith traveling with you.
1: I think it's important to take at least a couple, one or more people from Carver's group so that it is easy to have someone who recognizes Princeling and Flux, since we've never seen them before.
0: In that case, uh, he volunteers actually that Hulk, their scout, will go with you. Oh, good. Um, Hulk is not big. Cute. Awesome. And so, Hulk is going to be coming with you. Do you want to bring- I mean, really, you have only two fighters in the party, and that's Anton and Riku?
1: I would like to bring Anton. For many reasons. I was gonna talk to Riku. Um.
0: What you want, impediment? Doesn't seem like you actually need my help or services.
2: I don't know. I've never set up an ambush before, have you?
0: Yeah, I've set up lots of ambushes. (sighs) It's kind of- it's my bag. What you want to know about laying in an ambush? I'm a professional.
2: We m- could actually maybe use your help with this one. Uh, I'm sure you've heard discussing trying to uh, re-kidnap? Rescue? Rescue. Mm. Rescue.
0: Yeah, yeah. Grab the guys.
2: It's definitely going to take more of the actions of a kidnapping because they're not in their right minds. Yeah.
0: Right, okay. Grab the magic people. Knock them over the head a couple of times to jog their memory.
2: Or alchemy them. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Th- th- easy as pie. As long as we're facing maybe, uh, six, seven, uh, opponents. Yeah, yeah. We can do it. It's gonna be like seven guys, right?
2: I have no idea. We don't get to know that part.
0: Everything, everything about an ambush is designed on knowing how many people you're ambushing. We don't get to know that?
1: Is there a way to know that? uh I I mean, somebody
0: would have to try to get close and check it out, which is very risky to do.
1: Um, I mean, my understanding was that um, that Hulk had that that, that Carver had been observing them and seeing how many people were doing, seeing people doing things that I assume he was paying a special attention to, Princeling Flux.
0: So, uh, Hulk uh, chimes in because you've decided to bring him with you. Yep, yep. So, uh, so we. We check these, uh, these people out, and uh, it seems that their numbers vary greatly. There are about a hundred training or so. Oh, wow. And these nice training folk, they move tree to tree in practice, but we've seen groups go off into the forest towards the fight already. That's what gave us our first scare, 20 people uh-huh. going back out. That's the uh-huh. funny thing. Two waves of these, starting with that the first group of 100, two waves of 20 have left. But uh, one time, 15 of them came back in short order. And then another time, they just didn't come back at all. Oh, jeez. So it seems that we could be dealing with 15, maybe. We could be dealing with 20, but we could be dealing with 5. If we wanted to know how many were going to stay in this wave, I could help you pinpoint when it seems they turned around. And we could we could try to spot them there and then move back to the ambush point. But that's risky. We got to move faster than tree and supernatural men. Hulk is apparently from Fantasy Boston. (laughs) Fantasy Boston. Love it.
3: Also known as Car Talk. Yeah, he's Click and Clack. Hulk and and Clack, the Tappert Brothers. And remember, don't scout like my brother. Don't scout (laughs) like my brother. (laughs) Kaya,
2: you and Angus are one of the best scouting teams I know.
1: Okay, thanks. Um, I think that the two of us could probably move a lot faster than the group. And possibly get us some advance warning Mm -hmm. of the numbers. Yeah, I mean, I can probably get that and still get back in time to be ready to do the darkness thing. Mm -hmm. Sure, I will attempt to do this thing. Angus will be invaluable in this service.
0: All right. Knowing that, let's make our moves for Undertake a Perilous Journey to get you within the uh, area of operation, let's say. Okay. 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 First, we go to Kaya, who is acting as Trailblazer and immediately rolls a 10.
1: Whee!
2: Yep.
0: You get there ahead of time. You're going to have the time to launch this operation that you've planned to do the scouting operation. In addition, you will have essentially an extra turn, let's say, of preparation upon your return. That was important. Next, Izzled, you are in charge of quartermastering. Could you give me a roll plus wit? Just did. I quartermastered the shit. Out of that, that's ten. That is excellent. You guys managed to forage so well along the way that this whole trip only takes you each one uh, ration. So mark a ration off. Awesome. You guys might be getting pretty low. Yeah. Next, impediment. You are scouting. It's a seven. A seven isn't super bad for this. Not the worst. No,
1: it's really, it's not a fail.
0: It's sort of neutral if I remember right. Yep. Yeah. So here's what you acting as Scout C read. You're ahead of the group, because that's what you do. You've been uh you've been doing your, your parkour bullshit so that you can still keep track of the trail that Kaya is making. But you're still always trying to move ahead. She'll, you'll, you'll kind of go out in waves. She'll direct you which, which way you're going to go. And then you will go on ahead of the group. Because there's still a lot of, like, chopping your way through a dense forest that has to get done. Mm-hmm. On one of your forays, here late into the afternoon of the next day, you hear something very heavily, heavy rustling inside of the woods in the distance. It's the direction you guys are going. It's the direction you plan to go to set up your ambush, because that's where Hulk thinks that it'll be perfect. And maybe it's a little ways off, but you can't be sure. You hear this... I mean, it sounds like when people talk about origin, they'll talk about creatures called elephants. These giant, fleshy monstrosities of, of the old world. It sounds like what you imagine those sound like. What do you do?
2: So I'd pause for a moment and try and listen to whether it's coming towards us or not.
0: Give me a roll plus whiz as you closely study this situation.
2: Though, not necessarily the best closely studying of the situation, because this is quickly followed up by parting the brush in front of her to see if she could see it. Because mm-hmm. curiosity is maybe getting the better of her.
0: Wow, that's an 11. 11's great. You have three questions, and you actually technically have your your extra hidden special question.
2: Yeah. Man, am I going to ask my favorite question? What should I be on the lookout for?
0: What you should be on the lookout for is uh, as you're looking around, you notice that the louder sound is masking a much quieter sound going through the under roots beneath you that you now know contain countless caverns of empty space below you. You notice python-sized snakes, hundreds of them maybe, just moving parallel to the sound of whatever it is that is marching, they seem to be in perfect sync with each other, as they zip and dash with complete silence.
1: Okay, um...
0: Short answer, be on the lookout for snakes.
1: Yeah. It had to be snakes.
2: What here is not what it appears to be. I'm a sucker for it. I have to.
0: So you said that you, you pushed aside some some bushes. But as it turns out that just wasn't enough. You actually had to go up into a tree and you push aside the branches of that tree. And the thing that's not what it appears to be is that what that sound is is one of so saplings are are trees that walk. This is like watching a boulder that walks. This is as you could barely fit this walking thing inside of the hideout of the the truth seekers. It is the size of a tavern. On top of it is a great oak tree that has no people carved into it. and at in the roots of that oak tree wrapped in that dives into this walking boulder is a pool of water which seems to glow.
2: Oh my god.
0: It's about the size of actually the bathing pool, the, 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 the sort of three-person pool that you guys had the bath episode in so long ago. Uh You have never seen one of these before. What? But Gran would talk about them. She called them the old growth, the great eaters and protectors of the wood, the invincible creatures that keep the wood safe from outsiders. And you notice that its leaves are green.
2: Yeah, I was. I was. uh, If you hadn't said that, I was about to dose myself so I could see the difference between the two forest colors. It's fine. Oh, you're being you so didn't nice need to me. To. I don't need to dose to see it.
0: Yeah, what what's not what it appears to be is that it's it's not a it's not a walking tree. It's a walking island.
2: Oh my! Well, I have one more question. Uh huh. What here is weak or vulnerable?
0: There is something inside of the pool which it protects. The snakes that are surging over its surface, and you swear that there are holes inside of that island, and something much bigger living inside of those. They definitely are gathering to protect something within the pool that is on the very tippy-top. Whatever is in that pool is weak and vulnerable to you, or they wouldn't protect it so. Wow. Okay.
2: Okay. Okay the fuck is it doing out here?
0: It is not paying any attention to you.
2: Yeah. And it's just, like, right in our path?
0: Um, no, it seems to be moving in the direction of the the well that is the, the center of all of this trouble. Oh. Yeah. Sort of moving parallel to the Ridgeback Hills, kind of going southerly.
1: Yeah. The amount of I am taking that move that allows me to talk to these things, there is no doubt. Just got a lot? Yeah. Um well, that was so cool sounding. Um,
2: So I'm just trying to get a picture in my head. Is it heading towards where we expect our target to be coming from?
0: Uh, no.
2: It is heading towards the same thing that our targets are going to be heading towards.
0: Correct. Your targets will, if they were to move quickly enough, come up behind this thing before it reaches its destination.
2: Oh, I'm sure they'd be excited about that.
0: Yes. However, your intention would be to intercept them before that happened.
2: Yes. yes. Okay. That's fine. In which case, I'm going to inform the rest of the group about this thing. <laughs> uh, So y'all know all that.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know if this changes our plan any? I don't think so, because I don't think we were going to be
1: running that direction anyway. No. And I think that stopping the group before they see get to that thing would be good. I mean, I... I can't see I any feel like it would. positive outcome of them getting in range of that thing. I've, I fail to see how that could be positive.
3: Yeah. Yeah, let's avoid that thing.
1: I'm still real confused about some things. So say we all.
3: So say we all.
0: Uh, by the way, there was definitely, as it moved, a... A deafening crackling of it just splitting trees along its way. Some trees walked out of the way, other ones could not move out of its way quick enough. And oh. it just slowly overtook them, snapping and breaking as it went. Oh, well
2: then. Not, like, passively, but, like, actively?
0: No, I mean, it more seemed like if you were to take a boulder and make it go on a straight line through a tree, that the tree would not do well.
2: Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's not making it's not making a point of the ones that don't get out of the way get more destroyed
0: no, okay. although its ability to change direction rapidly seems to be highly in question.
2: Yes, okay. I don't know how we can use this, but I'm sure we'll think of something. I guess we get to our ambush point and start setting that up.
0: Yes, you suspect that they will arrive with morning light. You're not certain of that but that's okay. when you think they will okay um it is now mid afternoon
1: okay that gives me a good amount of time
0: yes if if kaya and her band of of however many people you want to take with you on the scouting expedition uh want to go do so uh you may end up fa- you if you stay out too long you will likely end up fatigued from this because you won't be able to get enough sleep but uh that's you you still have loads of time
1: cool. yes okay i'm taking anton and that's it
3: just you and anton
1: scouting and the cat
3: and the cat and angus
1: obviously angus
3: i mean my my plan to help out was to summon a giant monster to help you with this ambush
1: that's okay i'm i'm okay that's good for the ambush uh, yes the, the, perhaps uh, scouting 16 scouting Seems good. The scouting is Nice. This is what happens when Angus and I get together. And I roll really freakishly high.
0: So you, Anton, and Angus move north. And you find... It's weird you know that forest creatures have been going back and forth through this area. There's just a little bit more worn game paths through here than there have been through other parts of the forest. And these... Yellow leaved trees are a little different than you've been seeing on the west side of the forest and the green side of the forest. And that's a little unnerving. It's really strange. Like, imagine that you're going through a place where everything is oh, there's the sycamore, there's the redwood, there's the oak, there's the willow. I know all of these trees, except for they're all not quite right. Um, Their bark is too thick. They have patterns on them. Weird bulbs grow on them. Whatever. But you also realize that you're not seeing any tracks of the people. And you remember that they told you that they were passing through the trees without touching the ground. And this is going to make them extremely difficult to track, you now know.
1: Yes. Well, fortunately for me,
0: I rolled a 16. You know where you're headed, though, and how to intercept them. And you begin to hear the sound that must be them moving from tree to tree, and you find a nice, safe place to hunker down with Anton and Angus and observe their numbers. You get three questions, because I'm going to treat this like a discern realities.
1: Awesome, sauce.
0: What questions do you want to ask?
1: What should I be on the lookout for?
0: One of them passes by overhead much, much sooner than you expected them to but this allows you to see part of how they're moving. What Hulk thought was them moving through the trees swinging like Tarzan was obscured by the canopy. They're actually going through the branches like blood through a capillary. You can see a surge and then just as it gets too narrow for a human to fit, the person bursts out and leaps to another tree. Holy shit. And you see that it leaves an orifice where they left, and there was another one waiting to accept them.
1: Oh, that's weird.
0: Yep. You in the future will be able to predict their movements better. Essentially, you get a plus one forward if they're using this move and you do something.
1: Awesome. What here is useful or valuable to me?
0: It's Anton who notices this first. The sunflowers here? They're not nearly as fragile. They don't just explode immediately. They don't catch fire at the slightest provocation. You can actually grab a few of these, essentially, uh, sunflower hand grenades and use them, you know, whenever you wish. You can gather three of them, let's say, because I like the number three. You have three sunflower hand grenades.
1: Awesome. I'm writing that down.
0: Yeah, you can kind of ball them up and throw them. Uh, There's no, like, particular move with them that'll probably be a volley, but its effects are going to be very different than, uh, uh, you know, just... Standard standard
1: okay that's kind of awesome
0: yeah don't do it to to flux and princeling
1: no who's really in control here
0: ah so you're getting a good idea of numbers now and what you've noticed is your grand total is going to be oh i don't have any dice
3: this is the first time i've wanted to roll dice (laughs) for this
1: oh
0: i mean you can
3: type in in roll 20
1: yeah
3: like the rest of us peons
1: yeah (laughs)
0: is it
3: gmr is that gm roll
1: you're the gm just do a slash
3: wait wait a minute
1: you don't just slash
0: r
3: why do you even need to roll privately why why can't you just roll in the open in fact this is dungeon world why is the game master rolling at all i'm scared guys oh no hold me
2: you're having trouble picking a random number
3: yeah exactly so i was like i'm gonna give you guys
0: some fate Oh, man. That was that was the worst conceivable result. No. That was literally no. the worst the, result. You can
1: change it because you're the GM.
0: <laughs> I can. I, no, it's literally the worst result. Fuck it. So you are dealing with, in total, 14 humanoids. Eh. The masked people. They all appear to be what I was describing before as wet masked warriors. All of them are living people. None of them are the husks. Oh, that's good. But more than that, the thing that's really in control here, the thing that is directing them in battle uh, to to in their formations, is the barking and snarling of a great masked tegu that is not leaping through the trees. It is just running through the forest. It is the size of a horse. It is... Majestic and terrifying, and if it noticed you as it went by, it didn't make any sign of it. It is instead directing each of its of its pack to move, and it's possible, as you notice that it's in control, that it might be the thing opening the passages through the trees.
2: Huh. Uh, oh, jeez.
0: That is a total of fifteen in the unit: fourteen humans and one giant tegu.
1: Okay, well, I will now go back to my group.
0: As you go back, Anton asks you, that's that's 14, 15 guys? Are we going to do this?
1: I think we're not going to make that decision by ourselves. Um, It is a little bit intimidating. Did we see where in the pack um, Princeling and Flux were? Uh,
0: Yes, they were actually relatively easy to spot because they have the studded armor. And everybody else was in the yellow silks that you now associate with the uh, the people of Semel Atsum. Want some. Oh, yeah, you want that armor. It's something weird, though. You actually noticed this because you're observant as all hell. They moved more slowly through trees, probably because they have the steel on them.
1: Makes sense.
0: So the pack has to slow down for them. And they repeatedly are falling behind. So if you timed it right, you would actually be able to have them isolated while the rest of the group waits.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good plan.
0: Angus looks nervous.
1: Well, Angus, we're all nervous. You just get to look it because you're a cat. I can understand what Angus is saying because I have wild empathy.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. He He was essentially saying it's a little weird because... It's not like animals, when you speak to them, speak like entirely in sentences, per se. They can sometimes convey a great deal more, but you you get it. You understand what they said. And basically, it said, simultaneously, that is a really big lizard. I bet I can take that lizard. And there's no way I can take that lizard.
1: (laughs) I love you. That's why I love you, Angus. You're the best. I am? The best cat.
3: Really? Really? Angus is 100% A1 grade beef.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. Angus is a cat. He is the best cat.
3: He's the beefiest cat.
1: Yeah, this is is true. He is very
0: large. Beefcake.
1: Isild gains plus one favor with Angus.
0: (laughs) You've reconvened. It is approaching evening. You have plenty of time to choose your new spells. What spells are you going to prepare? Or rather, technically, I guess,
3: actually, what concoctions are you going to prepare? Well, I'm switching out Summon Monster for the Mass Killer spell, but that is also contingent upon me finding a sacrificial object among our inventory.
0: What stuff? You have, if I remember right, you've been keeping track of a lot of weird items you've oh, picked up. Oh, yeah. um,
3: well, that was in my last notebook, not my current notebook. kind of scattered all over the place. Uh-oh. Let's
0: see. Oh, damn.
1: You have, you have Goo.
0: Uh, that's this seems like a like a cruel thing to do to you. I was hoping that th- there's one thing I know.
3: And what is that thing? Uh,
0: the thing that that definitely actually qualifies is uh, you still have the complicated redstone necklace, I mean, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Obvio.
0: It definitely does.
3: Oh. Oh. It's okay because you know my character is way smarter than me, so she probably figured that out. Yeah.
0: Well also those things are like on her. She's got like a backpack full of it's stuff. True. And she can like just go through. The brass
3: hammers it. from the first thing that we the first dungeon we went through. <laughs> like Oh yeah. Samples of the poison that was there. And the iron water? Iron water.
0: Like a sample
1: yeah. of that. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, and you've got the, the weird uh, tar residue left yeah. over from the the yeah. binders from the first well, we've dungeon. We've been
1: collecting samples of all sorts of
3: interesting things. Amber torch flies, kaya goo. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, give me a roll plus int. Uh, give me a roll plus whiz, actually, and I'm not going to, this is not technically a uh, a discern reality. What?
2: Are, are you giving some special questions for this?
0: Yeah.
3: What is going on? Why am I rolling? Uh,
0: I guess it would be int. I guess it would be int. Give me a roll plus int.
3: I love those. Yes. I'm good at those. Yes. Still don't know what I'm rolling for, but okay. Eleven. Eleven will do. Good things happen to me.
0: Uh, Good things happen to you. This works like discern realities, except for instead of it being a number of questions, it's going to be a number of items that you get to identify. You went through a big list of them there. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, because you're looking for things that are connected specifically to be sacrifices for this ritual- three of them that you just listed off because they were the ones at the forefront of your mind that will or will not work uh and if there's sort of more to it than that uh you listed the brass hammers
3: yeah
0: uh you listed uh kayagu i feel like there was another thing in the middle oh
3: there. amber uh, the torch flies
0: uh the amber torch flies sadly actually i mean i guess in a great way they are not connected to the forest in any way they are just awesome creatures native to the island of promise you are able to ascertain that amber torch flies are not going to be affected by this spell. They're safe. Yay! They're safe. You are able to ascertain that if you were to sacrifice Kayagu as part
3: of this, Kaya would not come out of that. Oh, I won't. I don't want to sacrifice Kaya.
1: Oh, don't sacrifice the Kaya It's a bad plan. When it
3: comes down to it, I'm not really. I. I may. I may be amoral, but I'm not willing to kill my my friend Kaya.
0: Uh, that probably expands to Reed-Goo.
3: I mean, I'm more willing to sacrifice Reed. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zing! Hey. I think I just made a new bond. <laughs> uh,
0: there were two other items that, that got listed. One is the, the remaining blackened tar of the bindings that were used in uh, Fall Fallow Glade and the Brass Hammers from Fall Fallow Glade. You have one more use of is this connected to the forest enough to work? Which one of those would you like to know? Sorry, what? You may pick to essentially identify if the Brass Hammers or the Black Binding Tar is tied enough to the forest to work. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's go with the Black Binding Tar. The Black Binding Tar would have worked when it was alive, but it's dead now. Hmm. Importantly... You notice now that one of its ingredients is definitely sap from yellow trees. Oh. Fall Fallow Glades binding tar was made
3: with yellow tree magic. Oh. Love it.
1: Interesting. Huh. What
2: is going on out here in these woods?
3: Well, you see, green tree magic is based on on willpower, whereas yellow tree magic is based on fear. (laughs) Oh, no. no. Jesus. That's DC Comics. Not not this. My bad.
0: Oh no, but what about red tree magic? We've already had Scarlet, actually. Filled with rage. Yeah. Rage. Fuck, I've actually stayed strangely true to the Lantern Corps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so you know these things. You're going to be able to pick a location. Essentially, you're going to be able to choose four things about the location and timing of this ambush that will make it better for you. You're each going to get to choose one, and that's sort of a result of having arrived on time. And then, because Kaya trailblazed and you got here early, you're going to be able to choose a fourth as a group. Impediment. Okay. What is it you want in an ambush location?
2: I was really hoping you wouldn't start with me.
3: (laughs) Izzled. Yeah. What is it you want in an ambush location? Well, a convenient choke point where all all these jerks all these mask-wearing people have to cluster together, ideally within 15 feet of each other.
0: Well, remember, it has to only be within 15 feet of each other affected one. right? Oh. So they could be chained like you did to the uh, to the right. arena.
3: But the way they were described leaping and jumping through trees, it would be good if there was a even brief gap in living trees through which they could traverse, which would make them cluster somewhat closer together.
0: What you managed to find is that there is... A valley, because you know there are ruts and valleys and gullies and stuff all throughout a forest, uh an area where the roots have parted, and essentially it's it's like maybe it's a result of one of those island creatures pushing through, or maybe it's just a weird way that the the forests sometimes grow, but it is a a ridge, it is a a valley that is treeless and goes down to the ground, and the forest grows on both sides. But that, that fever sap is coming from the trees at the top of this gorge. And so uh, you're guessing that they're not going to pass through those ones. But it's still... The barren area that has no trees in it is still only maybe a 30-foot gap. But they'll be on foot for that. Yeah. So that's that's what you've got. You've got the a narrow glade in a gorge. So you've found that isolated area kaya tell me another feature that will assist you in your ambush
1: um if the trees are more spaced out so that they um, are not able to move as rapidly from one to the next that would be
0: useful they're going to be coming from the north and they're going to be going to the south we already know that there's this gap essentially in the the space where they're going to have a an empty space where they're not going to be able to uh to probably not going to be able to tree teleport. Which side, the north side, the side that they're coming from or the south side, the side that they are going to, would you like to be thin in this fashion that's going to slow them down?
1: Um the side they are coming
2: okay. from.
0: All right. Read. What is another feature of this ambush look? Hmm.
2: I was really hoping I would get an idea in the middle there.
0: This can also be exotic as fuck. It can be the the presence of unusual foliage or fauna. It can be outlandish and it can be simple.
2: So I'm picturing this. um, I want a good escape route that is difficult for the tegu to follow.
0: Okay. The roots of the trees that, that create, that form up the gorge are porous from this fever, whatever this fever is, and have grown together and begin to, begun to uh, petrify, calcify. And so maybe the walls of this gorge are not even traversable at all, but if they are, it's only going to be small things that can. So you, other human-sized things, will be able to squeeze into the caverns to the east and the west. Um but the uh, tegu would not be able to follow. okay, well, it might be able to follow, but it would have to go around or dig or it something. would slow it down. Yes, y'all get to decide on a final feature of this space. this place where the uh the great, hopefully not the great dying is going to
1: <laughs> i I'm going to suggest that it might not be bad if it lent itself towards darkness anyway. That way, A, if my darkness spell doesn't work as well as we want it to, it's okay, and B, the darkness might not be seen as a spell, but just as a thing that is of this area.
0: I can give you that. Oh,
1: I, I mean, that's just my suggestion. Someone else might hmm.
0: have a better one. I can make that possible. Does anybody have a better suggestion, or shall I make that possible and tell you how?
1: My my other thought is that it might not be bad for this to be an area that has relatively few other forest creatures so that we can conduct this ambush without fear of disturbing the forest.
2: Oh, that's not the worst. That's not a bad idea. Because getting a surprise sapling in the middle of this would be very bad.
0: So is that what we would like? A uh, lack of interference from other adversaries?
2: I would like to hear Bob's opinion on either of those. I'm a little torn between them. Yes, I was about to say
1: Isolde. Isolde would be nice
3: Lack of interference versus what was the other one? It
0: is prone to unnatural darkness, which I've not clarified what that means, but I do have a solution to that.
3: I mean, if we're going to go with this unnatural darkness strategy, let's go whole hog let's have let's have the zone prone to unnatural darkness
2: all right,
3: all right, so
0: there is a lotus flower that grows on this side of the woods that has a black nectar. And when the light strikes it just right, it emits clouds of almost like, uh, what is that printer stuff that gets all over everything in old printers? Toner ink. Toner. These are toner lotuses, and they will emit great clouds of it when the sun strikes them. And so they can, uh, if they are hit with light spells or get near torches or just aggravated appropriately they will naturally emit black toner clouds normally not anywhere large enough to black out this gorge but maybe maybe it won't seem so unnatural <laughs> so now that you have found this narrow glade inside of a gorge after a thinning on the thinning of the trees on its north end And who has petrified root caverns as its eastern and western walls, which are all lined with black toner lotuses. We're nearing the end of our adventure for tonight. I want to know tomorrow when the ambush gets struck, what is the name of this place?
1: Toner Glade.
0: (laughs) Does anybody have something that doesn't reference a modern technology? (laughs)
3: <laughs> the umbral the umbral bloom the glade
0: of
2: darkness <laughs> i'm t- i'm so tired i'm not thinking of anything
0: better
1: is the problem
3: Darkfall glade the garden of shadows <laughs> the umbral gloom um,
1: oh okay umbral bloom gets my vote that's fantastic or, or maybe
3: garden are we, n- are we now go from metal band names to emo band names oh <laughs>
1: huh. Garden of Shadows is also pretty great.
3: What the the
0: Umbral Atrium?
1: Terrace.
0: Yard, greenhouse, conservatory. Mm, I'm uh,
1: not
2: impressed.
0: Mm, nursery. Oh my god! It could be the Umbral Nursery.
1: Uh, Ooh, I'm not opposed, but uh, I think I think Umbral Garden is better.
3: Hooray!
0: Finally, our heroes have a plan. If you like what we do and wish there was more of it, please review and recommend the show on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen. And if you can, support our Patreon at patreon.com slash crookedthimble. We have a Discord there and patrons are welcome to come and chat with us. It's great. Our music this week was composed by Sergei Tremzinov. You may find links to his work in the show notes. I hope you've enjoyed this as much as we have. And as always, thank you.